everybody. Welcome to Making Sense with Dustin LaMontagne from Research Capital. My name is Bryn Griffiths, and here he is, Dustin LaMontagne. Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year, Bryn. How you doing? Fine, thank you. Do you have a nice break? Yeah, it was good. was out in uh, Manitoba visiting family, so uh, that's always nice. It was pretty cold. Uh, stayed a lot indoors a lot, but uh, it was it was fun. Well, let's get right to it. Here we are, 2022. Time for our State of the Union address, I guess, from you. Where do you want to start with this one today? I guess just, uh, you know, a short recap. I don't like to dwell on the past, uh, you know, too much, but a little recap on what 2021 was like. I think it was an okay year on the markets. Um, You know, some of the markets, uh, in particular, Canada, U.S., uh, Europe, uh, you know, some of the Asian markets, not all of them, uh, off to record highs. Uh, I think at the start of last year, I had a – I had a uh, target uh, of what I thought the upper end of the TSX could finish at was about 21,000 based on the components and in, in the, uh, the composite and, and what I thought those components could, could perform. And it ended up around 21,300. So um, not bad. I, I usually don't get that close, but uh, <laughs> it, it was, it was good. And you, Usually uh, it's a little harder predict to predict, but it, it just seemed like we're in a bull market and no matter what happens, uh, stocks seem to want to go up, even even though some sectors are extremely expensive. Um, so I, I think, you know, looking back, 2021 was a good year. All my clients made, uh, you know, nice profits. Portfolios looked, looked really good uh, at the end of December. And uh, I think we're going to see more of, of that in 2022, although the returns are probably going to be a little bit uh, less robust. Um, Were you a little surprised though at, at how good 2021 was? I know that you're an optimistic kind of guy, but just to kind of look back just for a couple more seconds, 2021, a lot of people were kind of negative going in, but you were pretty, uh, you were pretty upbeat about things and it sounds like it worked out pretty well. Well, I've, I've always thought, you know, the, the majority of life successful people are optimists. So, uh, when you, when you have an optimistic uh, outlook and, and you, you know, cater your actions, um, as so usually good things tend to happen. And, um, I, I, I was fairly optimistic going into 2021 because I thought that uh, a lot of the sectors were very undervalued. You know, 20, 2020 uh, was driven largely by U.S. large cap tech. And uh, 2021 was a, a real catch up sector for, for or, sorry, a real catch up year for a lot of the sectors like banks, railroads, um, the uh, the commodities complex had a, had a really good year. Um, although some of the stocks are particularly in oil and gas and mining are, are still undervalued compared to the underlying commodity prices. Um, so when I look at, uh, 2022, you know, what sectors are going to be, uh, performing well and, you know, what are the main themes? Um, I, I think that inflation is, you know, rearing its ugly head you saw inflation start to tick up kind of summer 2021 and it's been fairly steady over 5% since then. Um, and I think inflation is here to stay at least for a couple more years. Uh, you're probably going to see, uh, interest rate hikes by, uh, by the U S federal reserve and, and the Canadian central bank. Um, 
you know, maybe not uh, anything too crazy, but one, one and a half percent. I could see five or six rate hikes at a quarter percent a piece throughout the next uh, year to 18 months in that range. If it's more aggressive, it'll probably be a little bit, take a little bit of the wind out of the sails of the market. Uh, if it's, if it's kind of expected or goes along that expectation uh, trend, uh, we'll probably have a good year. So when I look at 2022, uh, last year I, I had a target of 21,000 on the TSX. Uh, this year I think that uh, uh, 24,000 is probably you know, within reach, roughly a 15% gain in, in the, the, the Canadian market overall. Uh, what what could hold it back is we, they've got some uh, some equities like Shopify, for example, that is, is vastly overvalued um, on a on a you know both both uh, future and and uh, on a on a forward and present earning basis. So um, you know we we saw that uh, even uh, earlier in the year here, Shopify took a big drop and uh, it. it it kind of wiped out the rest of the gains from, from oil and, and the financials. So uh, when you've got one stock, it kind of, kind of reminds me back to uh, 2000 when you had the Nortel effect, when Nortel made up, uh, you know, 40% of the, the Toronto market at one point by market capitalization. Uh, Shopify doesn't have that dramatic of an effect, but um, when it, when it uh, goes against the, the market, it, it can sometimes shave points off. So um I'm being a little more conservative in, in my estimate, but I do think 24,000 is achievable by the end of uh, the calendar year. Do you see a common um, theme, by the way, from last year's anything that really did well for you last year that you think will do well again this year? Anything? Uh, certainly. I think that uh, uh, high, high commodity prices are here to stay and okay. that's going to be inflationary in itself. So I think oil and gas uh, particularly uh, natural gas, I think looks very attractive um, and, and stocks within those sectors. And then on the mining side, I, I'm bullish copper again, uh, copper, nickel. Uh, the, the world seems to want to go electric and you can't do it without uh, base metals. So uh, when you have demand increasing and, uh, and output, you know, not keeping up, uh, supply not keeping up. I think that it really creates a, a strong pricing environment and I, I want to be owning, uh, you know, names in those sectors. So, uh, I think th those are probably the, the, the main themes I'm looking at this year, um, in, in terms of, uh, the Canadian market, uh, commodities, it, it, the, the interest rate hikes are, are probably going to have a, a, a countering negative effect on things like real estate course uh when interest rates uh, go down real estate tends to become uh, cheaper to finance and when interest rates go up uh not so much so uh you'll probably see either uh, declining real estate uh, prices or or plateauing uh, i i think that if i made uh very good gains in the last couple of years in a sector like the reits uh, unless I was looking for income specifically, I would be cashing out those gains, uh, which, which I'm doing for clients uh, presently. Hey, uh, this is the start of a new year too. There's some people that maybe have not talked to somebody like you and are starting to think about talking to somebody like you. Do you see a lot of people, just fresh new rookies, I guess we can call them, come to you in the month of January because they, you know, everybody does the whole New Year's resolution thing. Do you, do you get a lot of that? 
No, not really. I, uh, I, I tend to always, uh, I, I don't do other, other than the podcast and, and some emails I send out to clients. I don't really do a lot of uh, marketing. I'm not, uh, you know, doing presentations at senior homes or anything like that. <laughs> um, yeah. which, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not out pounding the pavement looking for clients these days. They seem to come for, by way of referral from existing clients. So I usually get on average one to two uh, client referrals a month. And, and that's where I, I generally grow my business through. Uh, so it's not, uh, you know, the, the new year doesn't uh, round the corner and I, I don't get a bunch of calls saying, uh, you know, sign me up, sign me up. But you do get yeah. referrals. Yeah, without without a doubt, that's my my largest uh, area of uh, business growth is referrals from existing clients. So friends, family, uh, business associates, that sort of thing. Anything you? Oh, and one other thing too. At the end of last year, you shifted, you moved, and uh, so a little different location. But this is still a lot of work here is done remotely. You still do a lot of Zoom type stuff with people, do you, or is it just come in? Yeah, I would say it's about you know. 30% of our, our client base likes to meet in the office. Another uh, probably 30 to 40% meets, uh, I mean, either at their home or office, uh, their place of business. And then the other 20, 30% uh, is usually, um, you know, just by, just by calls. And some, some people just don't want to talk about their investments at all. I have clients that I, I try and meet with and, for whatever reason, they uh, they say, "Oh, things are going fine," and don't worry. Um, you know, they leave, yeah, don't worry. They leave it up to me, and as long as the balance sheet keeps growing, um, they're they're happy. So it's a mixture, but primarily, uh, you know, we we move just for um, I think ease of access. We were out in St. Albert for ten years, and uh, now we've moved uh, down to the southwest corner of the city. We're we're literally right off the Anthony Henday and uh, Rabbit Hill Road, so easy to get to. Uh, no matter what area of the city you're in. Um, and uh, for, for my own uh, self-interest, I'm, I'm a little closer to home as well. So Okay, so somebody wants to get a hold of you because here we go with 2022. How do they reach you? Uh, just give me a call on my cell phone, 780-905-7729, or they can uh, email me at dlamontang at researchcapital.com. Beautiful. We have more helpful hints coming your way on our next podcast as we start to surge into 2022. And just a reminder, the markets and financial numbers do change frequently. So what is said by us today can easily change by later today or overnight. That's just the way it is. And Dustin has told you how you can track them down. Once again, the phone number is 780-905-7729. Dustin, thanks for your time. Looking forward to another year. Thanks, Brandon. You bet. Thanks for listening to Making Sense. Have yourself a great day.